Hello and welcome to another episode of Wannabe Entrepreneur. Today I have with me uh, Thibaut. Hey Thibaut, everything hey. good? Hey Thiago. Thank you so much for accepting this invitation, man. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I found out about uh, about you on, on Twitter. I've been trying to grow my Twitter presence for uh, for some time. Uh, it's it's very tough. Like uh, yeah. in, in my case, uh, during eight years, uh, nothing really happened. And in Whoa. the last eight months, <laughs> it, it has been really crazy. Yeah, because that's exactly what I, what I was about to say. So I, I found you and you have, I think, now 13K uh, followers. Is that correct? Yeah. And then I saw that you have also a lot of experience with startups. You you build a bunch of them. Uh, you also got some uh, learnings from the the ones that didn't work out so well. So yeah, I would like to just you know today discuss with you the process of idea to to a business. Uh, but first of, first of all, I would like for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Who who is Thibaut? So I am an entrepreneur for um, at least 10 years, um, bootstrapping okay. and doing a lot of different projects. Um, I, I'm mostly a tech guy, even if I, I, both, I did both an engineering school and a business school. Mm-hmm. Uh, very early, I understood that it was, it, it was way better for my career and my um, uh, and for myself to just start as an entrepreneur. So very early, I created my first startup uh, with two people, and, um, and it was just the start. Like uh, we we succeed uh, once, we crashed a few other, we succeed again, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are today. And uh, did you end up working in for someone else, or did you immediately start building your? Uh your own companies? Um, I, I did. Like, um, I had uh, four different jobs before starting as an entrepreneur. So I know a little bit about, okay. about it. And after I crashed my last startup in 2019, I, jo- I joined a very fast-growing startup as a CTO. And there I was an employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the the job where I, I got uh, I earned the most money in my career, but again I, I didn't have my full freedom. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. after a little bit more than a year, I quit. And uh, do you think it's important for uh, young entrepreneurs to also have some experience working for others? Uh, I do because. Um, a lot of people on Twitter will try to, to convince you that being an entrepreneur is the only cho- the only choice that makes sense, uh, but it doesn't. Like uh, everyone is different, and uh, it might be good for you to be an employee and to have some some sort of uh, stability. Being mm. an entrepreneur is is hard, and it's not for everybody. Yeah, for sure, and. Uh... Yeah, in my case, I it really helps to have some savings also from my side before I also quit my job and I'm trying to focus only on my own, you know, projects. But it, it really helps to have, you know, some money on the side and, and a runway. Otherwise, I'll, I would be definitely freaking out. Exactly. And um, okay, so uh, as, as I said in the beginning, I think it's nice to go, since you're an expert in this and you have a lot of experience, I would love to go with you from the full process, you know, from having an idea to start making money. 
So let's let's start with having ideas. So what what's your process to have an idea and to evaluate if it's something you want to work on or or not? So I think a lot of people consider ideation as a process where you just uh, think about stuff, like uh, like you are in front of a whiteboard and uh, you just uh, uh, write ideas and then select it, etc. Um, it, it can definitely help, but I'm more I'm very I'm very pro for a different approach where I think you get most of your good ideas by doing stuff and uh, publishing and sharing stuff. Like I, I I have I had most of my ideas building and failing at another project. But just just the fact that you build something and you share it to actual users they will tell you that, okay, no, this is not what I want, but what right. I want is this, because my real problem is a little bit deeper. It's actually this. And then you got a way better idea to work on. Right. But uh, I guess I guess for developers, that's easy, right, to immediately start building. But what if you're not the developer? What if you're a, you're a designer or a marketeer? You cannot, like, have an idea and build an MVP, right? Um, I think we are very lucky to be in a time where it's it starts to getting possible. Right. Uh, I mean by that, like designers and marketers can build uh, fully automated solutions uh, just with no-code tools uh, like Zapier's, mm-hmm. or or they can just try to 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 build an agency model just by faking that you have a very a very complex algorithm. Uh, you can do everything by hand at the at the beginning. Right. Most of people are not willing to do the job of doing the the job by hand. Uh, if you do, you will grow and learn ten times faster. You think that it's better to immediately start doing so? You don't do any like market analysis or identify a problem that you're solving. You don't take any any time to figure those things out. You immediately start building. This is this is exactly what I think. I, I think you you need to be prepared uh, by the fact that uh, probably your first ID and your second one is gonna fail, and mm. you need to know that. But you have to do it anyway because it's the only way to truly understand the markets and to um, uh, to find the real problems that you your user have because all the surface problems. Mm-hmm. They are too easy to grasp. So um, if if it's still here, it's for a good reason. It it means that it's not a real problem, or uh, all the available solutions are uh, way enough to to solve right. it. Right. So you need to get the the real deep problem. So c- can you give an example of one of your projects that? You know, you started the most scrappy, most you know, simple way. Do you have does something come to your to your mind? Um, yeah, sure. So one thing that seemed like a good idea uh, was um, something like um, you, you. So you have you have a new project and right. you want to market it. Uh, you want to communicate about it, and so you want to use communities to um to to communicate about your project mm-hmm. and it's not about building a search engine for communities 
like uh, subreddits, uh, Telegram servers, Discord, yeah. Slack servers. It's a great idea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It seems like a, a great idea. So you, you would just like um, input something like fitness and, and you would find all the, um, all the communities talking about fitness. Mm-hmm. And we built that very quickly. In less than a week, we had a prototype and it's, it's actually available. It's productlift.ai. Okay. Um, but it didn't work. It, it didn't work because uh, I think for two reasons. First of all, um, it's a product that you might need only once or twice or maybe three times, but not every day. Right. Second reason is at the time when you will need it, you will use it, you will get on the communities, and then you will realize that uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work to just uh, uh, go in the communities, just leave your uh, your posts and then leave. Right, yeah. Because people need to truly know you because they need, they mm-hmm. need to trust you. Um, so it seems that we were solving a problem, but the solution itself was not really helpful. Right. And um, so... How do you, how do you decide to terminate it? It's like is it was it because you didn't have enough traffic? Uh, how did you decide that? So it, it really matters. What, what really matters is the um, conversion from people getting on our websites to mm-hmm. the number of people actually paying. I, I'm I'm a strong believer of um, the the vali- the ID validation needs to grow through payments. Because if people pay, it's the ultimate validation. Right. And very early on the project, the traffic that you get is really early adopters, people that are very enthusiastic enthusiast about new IDs. Mm-hmm. If those people are not paying, it means that your ID is uh, shitty. Because because we I think we we have a misconception of how your uh, conversion is going to evolve. It's actually getting down. It's not. It's not getting better. Uh, of course, you will improve your products. You will improve your uh, landing page. Yeah. But you will also get um, the 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 traffic quality will diminish over time. Mm-hmm. The quality of people that you get very early is very high because it's supposed to be uh, people for whom the yeah makes sense. You, you perfectly solve their problem. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally, truly understand that point and it's super interesting to, to think about it. But like if you are building an MVP, right? So it's the first very scrappy version just to see if there's people more or less interested. I mean, I, I remember the first time I built Change It. I, I totally subscri- subscribe with your uh, with your. Uh, theory there and uh, my change it is by the way a climate change app that i'm developing and for me the first version was basically a list of actions people could take and and the co2 the impact of co2 of each action and it was so simple it was just to see if people would be interested but like people would not pay for it right like if you're building something very simple what what would make you think that people would, would would pay for it maybe they would be interested with a couple of more features but if the features are not there, uh, would they pay for it? So that's yeah, that's a very interesting question. I, I'm I'm not sure about getting the truth here, but I I do think that um, 
it, it's it it works the other way. So if if no one is paying, it doesn't mean for sure that your ID is bad. But if someone is paying, it means mm. for sure that your ID is good. True. Ah, so, good point. And and I I truly think I truly think that um like for for example Tweet Hunter. It started. Mm -hmm. um, it started actually in February with a totally different ID. Okay. Uh, started with just tweet generation, and the number of products around tweet generation that I that I publish is crazy. I think I I did I at least four or five before getting to Tweet Hunter. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, sorry to drop Tweet Hunter is uh, I guess one one of the projects you're working now and I, I've used it it's amazing and it basically based on your Twitter profile it suggests you similar tweets that had a lot of engagement so that you can take ideas for your own tweets right yeah the the, the funny thing is that uh, we started the year um, with my associates um, telling ourselves that we would build one project per month and we wow. did until May in May mm -hmm. we released the tweet hunter. And then since, since uh, this day, uh, we never had time to work on a different project because just the growth, the growth of Tweet Hunter is so crazy that we need, we have a, a, a huge list of things to do every day. I can imagine. Yeah. Especially because Twitter now is, they're investing in so many great features. It seems that it's, you know, reincarnating and it's such a great platform. And um, so you, you have the idea. I, by the way, I'm really loving this theory of that it makes total sense. I mean, if someone pays from the idea, it means that it's really good. How do you reach to your first users? Um, so I think there are a few ways. Uh, first of all, so my associate Thomas has, has become really good at, um, at doing it through Reddit. So what mm. he does is um, he built a GIF or a very short video of like 20 seconds. Yeah. And he posts it on a very specific subreddit and he tries to be very appealing with, uh, with his title. And, um, after, after like maybe 20 failures, he really, he learned how to do it properly. Mm. And then, uh, by this process, we try to redirect people to a waiting list where people leave their email address. And then that's the first way for us to, to try to analyze if people are just interested in, in this topic. Ah, so you don't even have the product yet. You just have kind of a landing page. Yes. Yes, exactly. Ah, so that, so that's, it's actually before asking for money. Exactly. Right. So first you do this, uh, if there's not in, enough engagement. So, okay. This is really interesting because I've, you know, I, I've done exactly the same. I found that Reddit, it's a, great platform for to test you know there's so many communities and normally they are very engaging and um so 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 i also have have done this my question is how do you know that if, if the reason why people are not coming to your product and clicking because for me it could be two reasons first of all they are not leaving the email address because they don't like the product second of all we are failing on our marketing we are failing on the gifts we are using on reddit or the title we are using how do you distinguish these two? That's the super hard question. Um, so I think 
we 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 don't do it once. Uh, we do it maybe three times or four times or five times, just by uh, doing a new div uh, or a new a new a new pose or try a, a new platform uh, than Reddit. Uh, but basically, it works a little bit like payment. It's like if you have nothing, you don't really know if it's the ID that's bad or the material is bad. Mm-hmm. But if you do have 200 signups, uh, you know, just know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great uh, theory. Like instead of going reverse the coin, and it's like. You exactly. don't know what's the reason why it's not working, but if it's working, then you know it's good. Exactly. Wow. One thing, one other thing to find your first, uh, your first people is I'm a big fan of this approach. It's the audience first approach, and this is what we did with. What, what is that? Uh, so from from day one, from January before um, before saying that we will do one project per month we defined a big problem that we want to solve and a big uh, target audience. Mm-hmm. So we, we said that we want to target uh, makers and creators. Mm-hmm. And we want to help them find users. Mm-hmm. And then every project that we built was supposed to talk to this audience and to solve this problem, right. this big problem. So what that means is that every project uh, was helping us being known mm-hmm. by this audience and um, and build an uh, build an audience of people that would be interesting in the next solution that we uh. need. So every at every project we got um, like a higher a higher uh, assets a, a, a bigger assets which yeah. is our audience that was uh, receptive to each one of our new products. Yeah. Wow, it, it's so interesting. Uh, so you start, so normally, and with my project, I have the idea, and then I find the target customer. You do the opposite. You find the tar- target customer first, and then you build the product, right? Yeah, and it, it all comes down to the fact that you need to understand that probably your first product, maybe the second one, will fail. Right. It, it's almost for sure, but what what's um, what cannot fail is your audience and your mm. targets. It, it, it just right. it's something that you you can build and will for sure help you on the next product. Right. So okay. So now you let's say you build. You have an audience. You have you have people actually uh, paying for the product, and now I guess it's time to start developing the product further so you decide okay this is the one like like you did with the tweet hunter this is the one uh how do you iterate over it um so something that we we did uh from day one on tweet hunter is every time we have a new user we personally wrote to to him or her like we all oh, right i got an email from you yes yeah, and, and we do it on Twitter too. Like we go to Twitter and we DM the person by hand and it's not automatic because we mm. want to trigger real conversations with people. And that's that's how you get a very interesting feedback and you truly understand what people want to do. So, something else is that um, what's really cool about Twitter is that Thomas and I 
we are the first users of our own tool. Right. And this, it, it changes everything. Like mm -hmm. we, we use it every day. And so we notice the little stuff that we want to improve. And that's, that's actually something <laughs> very, uh, very tricky to handle because every time I go on Twitter, I, I want to, to use it and uh, to tweet. I notice a small stuff, so I start coding, and then I right. don't tweet at all for all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's much easier if you if you are the first user of your own product because then uh, you are also part of the target customer, and it's much easier for you to empathize and understand the, the audience. So yeah, exactly. And my, my in my first startup, that was not the case. I was building mm -hmm. for parents, and I was not a parent. Right. And uh, I realize now that the, so many stuff that I didn't realize back back then. Yeah, and and now it's great because you are giving these uh, lessons uh, for free here in the podcast for everyone, so that they don't they don't have to go, you know, through the same path. So so I really appreciate that. And uh, so you start speaking with all, all of your customers. Um, and by the way, I didn't get the DM; I only got the email. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you start speaking with them and uh, they start giving you ideas. But the thing is, you know, people are not trained product developers, right? So they, sometimes they can give you good ideas. Sometimes they can give you bad ideas. How do you prioritize the ideas you want to work on? Uh, that's a good point. I think most people, when they are talking to, to customers or users, they are expecting ideas, like feature ideas. They, they are basically asking what feature would you like to um, to see in the tool? And I think that's the wrong approach. What you really want to ask is, um, so what problem the tool is not solving? What, what, uh, what pain do you still have when you use Tweet Hunter? And people mm -hmm. can be wrong when they tell you about uh, solutions and features, but people cannot be wrong when they talk about their pain. That, right. that's just, this is just the truth. And then it's your job to find a feature that will help them uh, solve their problem. So what is the question again you ask to... I think I, think I would ask, um, so what when you use Twitter, is there anything that's uh, slowing you down uh, on the process of writing tweets? Um, or right. uh, when you just don't find inspiration, what's, what do you think is the problem here? Um, mm. Or something else is, uh, so you use Tweet Hunter and uh, you, you told me that your account is not growing. Um, what's, what do you think is the main problem here? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, makes total sense. And um, I don't know if this also happened happen for you, but for me, what I'm feeling with, with this podcast and with my climate change app is from the start, I had users and I have like constant daily users or daily listeners. And uh, for instance, with this podcast now, I, I started and I think every day I had, had, I'm actually, by the way, publishing every day one episode, like narrating my journey and interviewing people. And every day I have li uh, listens and uh, but it seems that they are kind of stagnated. So they, they grow, they grew, they grew. And then now I have like, let's say 40 listens per day, 40, sometimes 70, something like this. But now I don't know how can I grow it further because I'm, I have exhausted all my initial communities and I, I've exhausted Reddit and uh, Hacker News and, and now I'm growing Twitter to see if that works. But 
how do you, the, first of all, did this also happen to you in Twitter Hunter that you stagnated? Um, yes, it did, but I have to admit that I don't really understand why, uh, there, there was some, some kind of plateau where the number of users just stagnated and then the growth just triggered itself by its own. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to advise here. So what, 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 uh, did you do there? Uh, did, first of all, did you freak out with this? Yes, a little bit. Like when, when you have when you have a thirty percent growth uh, week over week, and then it it stops during one week, you freak out a little bit. You just uh, just wonder. So did I did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that I, I at one time, yes, there was something wrong. Like it was very early on the product, but uh, I introduced a bug. And uh, people were not able to sign up anymore. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that's good. It, it's good. Yeah, it, that's good. Yeah. yeah, it means that you just have to solve it, and then uh, exactly. Yeah. So, I guess your, your advice would be to just keep on pushing. Uh, yeah, exactly. You... So I, I think what's really important is um, staying consistent, especially mm-hmm. with audience building. It's so important. Then just don't stop it continue even even if you if you believe that if you feel like you are talking to a wall uh building an audience is so important today that yeah just keep keep uh, keep doing some uh, quantity Do, don't necessarily focus on quality uh really okay. a lot of stuff and then on the way you will figure out what's working and what uh, people truly want right and, and Twitter, is it a good uh, platform to build a community? Uh, for myself, I think so, because uh, I, I found there a big um, a big community of people that were willing to share their experience and that mm. were willing to, to try uh, new products. Yeah. I think, uh, so, so it's not released yet, but um, there is this huge partnership with a Twitter influencer that we will probably release by uh, the end of September. And mm-hmm. this has been done only with Twitter DMs. So I think I think you can you yes. can a huge value on Twitter. Yeah. And I, I can tell you something as, as well from, from my side. So I I interviewed, for instance, a YouTuber uh, here, and he has like, I think, 100,000 uh, subscribers. And I thought, wow. You know, it's it's now like I will, my podcast will have a lot of listeners, and then it didn't grow. Like I didn't have that much reach, and this kept on happening on YouTube and and Instagram as well. And they shared it, by the way, they shared it on YouTube, they shared it on on Instagram, and it didn't it didn't work out as much. And I was thinking, why is this not working? And now I decided to go through Twitter because I thought it's I guess easier for people. So if I tag you, for instance, and you retweeted, like the link is there, people can click on it. So I also think it might be better. Uh, and it's also one of the reasons why I'm focusing on Twitter. Yeah, I think so. I think you have you have a, um, a more a bigger audience on Twitter if you are talking about how to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've used DMs as well, uh, for instance, to reach out to you and to reach out to a lot of other people that I'm interviewing now. So it's definitely good. What, what, what are your like tips to to grow Twitter? Like, uh, 
no bots, no no bullshit. What are like the real tips to to grow Twitter? So the number one um, number one tip is be here every day, like be on Twitter every day. Okay. Uh, if you don't if you don't have fun being here, mm-hmm. uh, you will be exhausted in uh, in two months, and you will stop using it. So you need to have fun. Yeah. And then just talk with people. Talk uh, like every time you see uh, an interesting tweet, engage, answer to people, and and also DM the author just by saying, "Hey, you, you did something nice here. I loved it." Yeah. Uh, this this is a nice conversation starter, and it will just uh, get you true connections. And you really you really need these true connections because those true connections, they are the people that will uh, like and retweet yeah. you and then uh, uh, it will it will make your tweets uh, take off. Uh, did you get addicted to Twitter though? I did in the past and uh, like uh, I was spending hours on Twitter. Yeah. Now I think I have a more healthy relationship with Twitter. Yeah. Or I think I spend at least one hour on Twitter, but... Uh, yeah. It's like a more controlled time, you know. So do you use like a scheduling tool to post every hour or something so that you don't have to every time go to Twitter? Yeah, exactly. I use Twitter actually, which uh, which does scheduling. Ah, the paid version, right? I guess. Exactly. So I have, I have my routine where I'm not allowed to drink my early coffee if I'm not tweeting at the same time. So every day around nine, I, I just uh, drink my uh, my coffee, bite, and tweet at the same time, and I do my three to four to four uh, tweets. And then you stop for the yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I randomly I randomly check Twitter to see if there is any good tweet to engage with. This yeah. is really important, and that's also something that Tweet Hundred can help you uh, do. It can it can help you find relevant tweets to engage with. Wow. Wow. You're, you're selling it very well. I'm thinking that I should also go for the, for the paid <laughs> version. Yeah. To be honest, I, I felt also sickly addicted to Twitter just by trying to grow it every day for a week. And, uh, I even like compare it with, you know, and if you, because this is also part of my job somehow. So it's like, as my job was to be a professional smoker, you know, because I felt like, uh, really addicted and i really believe that you we should control it but uh, but yeah it's a great platform uh, w- one last question for you tivo what what are your biggest worries what keeps you awake at night yeah so as soon as you get something that's working you are afraid of losing it and uh, so that's the case for tweet hunter it's the the growth we're having is so crazy that I'm just afraid that we lose it all in one day. And I oh, think yeah. that's not rational. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but it's just something that, uh, that keep uh, that keeps staying on my head. Yeah. One, one thing that you cannot lose is the experience you had and the, the lessons you, you, you learned that exactly. also help you. Even if you lose this one, then you can start another one. And another one. So yeah, thank you so much for for sharing all of this with uh, wannabe entrepreneurs. Uh, it was really a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I will also link uh, your projects, uh, Tweet Hunter, in the description of this episode, so that everyone can go and check it out. And they really should. Thank you, Thiago. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to another wannabe entrepreneur interview. 
I hope you enjoyed it and if you listen for a second time, let me know on Twitter if you found out new details that you missed in your first listen. You can find me at WB Podcast, the link will also be in the description. If you want to support this podcast further, we have our own merch. You can find it at store.wannabe-entrepreneur.com or you can become a WB Space member. It's a place for bootstrappers like you where we support each other while building our own products. Besides that, make sure to share and tweet this episode with all of your indie maker friends. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time.